0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. It's me, your host, Manny Garavito, and just got a couple of quick announcements to say. As always, a lot of comedy shows are coming up in Miami, and uh, 2020 is right around the corner. Lots of new shows, lots of new themes, new venues. Everything's everything's looking great, and uh, I can't be any more thankful than what I felt this past Thanksgiving. I actually gave thanks to all the people for making MiamiComedy.com, the success it was in 2019, almost to the point where my religious grandma was actually telling me to hurry the hell up while giving praise. (laughs) Uh, Delicious nonetheless. I always have a great time during Thanksgiving. I'm starting to realize it's my favorite holiday because showing gratitude really is an important factor to success. You've got to be grateful for all the things that have occurred in your life in order for you to get more. I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it happens. Perhaps maybe it just gives you some sort of optimism, but being grateful really is an important thing to move forward. And uh, once again, I'm really thankful that uh, so much has happened with the help of the comedians in Miami, with the help of all the comedy fans, with the help of all the business people I've met, in the networking events, Miami just now has a pretty solid comedy scene where the shows are really good and people can go up, work their craft, and actually make a name for themselves. Also, Mr. Wright's Gold Digger Saloon. We have to take Thursday off on Thanksgiving, obviously, but we return on December 5th. And if you haven't been to Mr. Wright's Gold Digger Saloon, it's in Wynwood. It's a really nice patio venue. Uh, it's got like this western theme. It's got nice seating. Everything is uh, vintage. It's got a charm. It's very intimate as well, so if you want to go on a date night or hang out with some friends for some drinks uh, around the Winwood area, this is an ideal show. It's now every single Thursday, and I always look forward to having this show because the fact that it's in a nice, intimate space at the same time of it being an outside venue with the trees and the canopy and the lights... It's just an amazing show. You've got to check it out. It makes a comedy show really different than all our other shows. It really sticks out as an, a very original and unique production. Also, The Corner Comedy Night is another original and unique production because it's inside one of downtown Miami's most famous dive bars, The Corner. Uh, the Corner is right across the street from Club 11. A lot of people go there. I think they stay open till like 10 a.m. It's the ideal go-to place after clubbing. But on Sunday nights, we put the nightcap on your weekend, by offering you a free sponsored drink. The people at the corner have been kind enough to reach out to some sponsors. They give us some free drinks. Of course, you gotta be 21 and over to attend. Do make your reservations in advance for this coming Sunday. I believe it to be December 8th. Uh, There's a Red Bar New Year special happening on the 30th of December. We are currently embarking on uh, booking an all-headliner, or maybe a feature, maybe like three features, One headliner, something like that. I just want to do a really nice showcase for the final Red Bar Show of 2019. Um, I think I've already got one filled in, one maybe. So maybe one and a half out of the four already filled in. This is a one-time production, and I'm planning on doing this once a year where we just get a solid lineup of uh, big-name local Miami comedians and maybe even record it. We'll see. This is a new project that I'm trying to embark in once a year. Also, uh, we're experimenting with joke-offs at Barter real soon. So the success that is the Miami Comedy Roast Battles uh, by our good friend Mateo and all the people that are involved in it, I've decided to make another competition called the joke-offs. And what joke-offs is, let's say there's four rounds, two comedians each round, and then they each do like three or five minutes set. The audience and the judges then chooses who had the better set. We can even experiment with things like uh, crowd work. You know who had a better crowd work or a theme or, I don't know, improvisation. Uh, Joke-offs, probably going to come next year, early January or February. Also, a lot of -of out-of-town comedians are coming to Miami during the holidays, so make sure you attend whether it's uh, Red Bar Monday, Sweet Caroline Tuesdays, Barter Wednesdays, um, or Thursday at Gold Digger because uh, a lot of comics are coming from out-of-town to visit family, and there's going to be very original uh, lineups and surprise guests. So for example, on the 18th of December, my good friend Adam Sheba from Los Angeles is coming and making a production over at Barter, which is, of course, ladies' night, so the ladies drink free during showtime. This is by far one of the hottest comedy shows happening uh, throughout the week. I mean, it's like 100 people in the audience every single time. Beautiful women, nightlife people, the night owls show up. I think like three rotations of audience members come in you got the early crowd at nine, you got the crowd that shows shows up late in the middle of the show, and then you got all the people that are hanging around still at midnight, one AM. So make sure you attend our upcoming barter shows. All right, and it's the season for the holidays, everybody. So if you wanna, you know, do a a, a Christmas party, um, or any sort of holiday party, any New Year's shows or anything like that, definitely get in contact with me, Manny at MiamiComedy.com. We do it all. We have connections with venues. We have connections with caterers. We have connections with uh, open bars, any size party. Just let me know. I'll arrange it for you. Live entertainment, you name it. We got it all handled. All right. And now is the time to really look into the Miami Comedy Monthly membership. So I enrolled this membership since I get a bar tab in all the bars I work in. I never really use it, especially in 2020 since I'm sober. I'm going to go ahead and start giving away the uh, bar tabs to some people. So it's just $25 a month. You get a drink ticket for every bar show you attend. That drink comes out of my bar tab, and we hook you up. All right? And uh, you can also uh, upgrade to the $37 a month, which includes a ticket to any of our uh, ticketed shows, such as Wednesday Night Live, which, by the way, was an amazing show. I'm talking about, wow. I mean, I was there just for the intro, but the turnout was amazing over at the Improv on Thanksgiving Eve, the 27th of November, 2019 was another amazing production. Big shout out to Kyle Grooms, big shout out to Brooklyn Mike and WWBC for getting the word out and for making such an amazing performance possible. Never miss out on Wednesday Night Live. If you see, if you see tickets for Wednesday Night Live, get them as early as possible because what we do is we... We hook up the people that buy, that buy them early. You know, if you purchase early, you get like a discount. And then the closer you get to showtime, the tickets increase because, you know, a lot of people always wait till the last minute. And those that are enrolled in our newsletters, they always get the update on like, hey, heads up, you know, $5 tickets happening right now. So if you see tickets for Wednesday Night Live and you want to see uh, an amazing comedy show in the middle of your week, definitely get those tickets. So now that the holiday season is upon us, what, what, are, you gonna, what are you guys going to ask for Santa? What do you guys want? What are we, what are we getting for Hanukkah? I've, I've given up on Christmas gifts a long time ago. Okay, I, I'm now at the age where I'm getting socks. Like, my mother couldn't make it any more obvious. She, she asked me, what, what kind of shirts do I like to wear? And I just said, black and white shirts, Ma. She's like, okay, great. And I already, <laughs> I already knew that's going to be what, what I'm going to get in my Christmas gifts. Like, don't even wrap it up, right? Just just, just hang it on a clothes dryer on, in, in, front of the, in front of the tree, and then I won't wear it until it's Christmas. Yeah, I'm now getting at the age where Christmas gifts just isn't really that uh, surprising anymore. Maybe it's because um, my sense of fashion is very bland. As I'm growing up, I'm realizing that I, I try to stay away from men's fashion, I mean, come on, think about it. Have you ever have you ever walked through Forever Twenty One? Have you ever been with a lady friend and you go to Forever Twenty One? Have you seen the clothes they have for guys there? It's the worst. Like, why would I wear a floral snapback that says freedom on it? I've seen some. I've seen some horrendous clothing options for men. It, it's almost appalling on how bad fashion trends want men to look. Women have great fashion. Through and through, I mean, you can look back and you can see that just women had a really good history of fashion. Guys, not so much. You guys remember Ed Hardy shirts? Can you believe people were getting laid wearing Ed Hardy shirts? This was a popular thing in the early 2000s. And for those that don't know, Ed Hardy shirts was kind of like a combination of an alpha male when secretly they were beta. (laughs) I mean, if you have to wear... An Ed Hardy shirt to show that you're dominant, I have no words for you because you fell for it. There's a reason why Ed Hardy shirts are no longer a thing. Ed Hardy shirts are so over the top. The the people I saw in the early 2000s wearing Ed Hardy shirts. They had these little like glasses on the shirt itself, like little studs and rhinestones and little pieces of glass. It looked like somebody body slammed a disco ball and decided to go along with it. And go outside and hang out with their buddies just shining. Okay? This is the most appalling fashion that I have seen men wear. And it had the most exaggerated drawings on it. It looked like a little, like a a child drew it. Like a panther fucking Buddha. (laughs) Right? And let me just tell you, let me just say this, man. Men's fashion, make it as bland as possible. Wear black shirts, wear white shirts, the occasional navy shirt, wear a polo, wear a button-up, wear some good jeans, all right? And get some nice shoes. That's it. You don't got to go over the top. And when you got to dress up, wear a suit, wear a tuxedo, in and out. As a matter of fact, it's a blessing, guys. It's a blessing that we don't have to be on top of our fashion so much, okay? Just blend in the crowd. Let your personality shine through instead. How about that? Okay, if I see another guy walking around with a tie dye Supreme shirt, it's like, dude, what are you doing dropping $1,500 for this? Like, what, why, are you, why are you like this? What, what are you hiding from? Why do you need to hide behind fashion? Right? Ladies, I understand you got self expression. You're, you're gorgeous walking up and down the street. You want to add a couple of accessories to yourself. I totally get that. Men, there's no need for that. Okay? There's other qualities about us that allow us to express ourselves. Develop a good personality and you won't have to get Ed Hardy shirts, okay? Or even worse, boat shoes. You know, here in Miami, I really try to look into, like, what is considered good fashion for hot, sunny, sticky, humid weather? And everyone that I've, you know, looked into have always suggested these, uh, they look like docker pants, but like above the knee, Right? they just cut it right there at that length and then they you and then they put on boat shoes. Okay? And this is supposed to like express some sort of like wealth to the people around. He's like, "Oh, he's wearing, he's wearing boat shoes. He must be a successful individual." It's like, "Dude, I know fashionable slippers when I see one." Okay? If you're walking around with fake laces on, you're lying from the ground up. There's no reason to wear boat shoes. It's the worst Kind of shoe that I've ever seen. I've also seen these kind of like velvety looking shoes. They're not necessarily boat shoes, and they're not they're not necessarily slippers. But like you don't wear them with socks on, and they've got like this little tassel in the in the middle of it. It's kind of like you just get out of bed and you just slip them on and you go out in the world, and then you, that's it. That that's considered fashion. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me because. To be honest, I just buy, like, two pairs of boots, one light color, one dark color, and I mix and match them with my, with my attire. Okay? I love boots, even in hot weather. Okay? Boots are the most versatile kind of shoe that you can wear. If it's wet, you don't have to worry about slipping. If it's cold, it keeps your foot warm. And if it's really hot, you can always boot somebody in the ass for turning off the A.C., It's the best shoe that you can wear as a man, okay? Sneakers, all right. You know, I've I've obviously, you know, I've owned a pair of sneakers before. But the thing is, I think there's a culture around sneakers that it's just not fun. You know, if you get like a pair of white Air Force Ones from Nike, I mean, if you scuff them, that's it. You lose them all. And they go on your shoe. I mean, they go on the the bottom of your feet. You know, you're walking around when you wear these shoes. You're bound to scuff them. Someone's going to step on your, your shoe. Right, it's gonna rain. You're gonna step on a puddle eventually. Again, these, again, sneakers, especially fashionable sneakers. You know, all the sneakerheads out there. I, I, don't understand. I don't get it. Again, maybe it's just me. I'm just a guy wearing boots and bland T-shirts on the streets. And you know what? I feel great. I feel fantastic. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask Santa for like a whole bunch of uh, Calvin Kleins. Just give me like a bunch of white shirts, Santa. I'm gonna sit on his lap. Like you're not looking too uh, fashionable there either, Santa. Don't judge. I just recently saw um the Irishman on uh, Netflix. Did you guys see that movie yet? Oh, what a great movie! I I missed the filmmaking that is Martin Scorsese. His filmmaking is just so well done. It's a really good story. He always chooses these these mafioso style characters. And they're always full of, you know, in-depth personality. And he gets the great actors to do them. You know, familiar faces, but acting different roles. It's just always a work of art for me. I really enjoy those kinds of movies. And The Irishman was no different. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was amazing to see uh, Maniscalco playing on there. And, um, hang on here. Getting text messages. Who is it? Is it Santa? Let's see. Anyways. Uh speaking of which you know Santa should be in Santa should be in a mafia movie. Santa would play would play a great mafioso guy because he you know he's he's got character everybody recognizes him. He's always got money to buy a bunch of toys for children. Okay, like why hasn't anyone done a movie you know mob style? with Santa Claus. That would be a great hit. Martin Scorsese can direct it, it would be amazing. You know, Santa, you know, he gets on his uh sled and starts going to Miami and starts, you know, seeing that things are a little different in the city. Starts making moves, right? Returns back to the to the North Pole, but he's got a different kind of snow with him. And then he starts realizing that, you know, no one believes him in, in him anymore. So, you know, toys just ain't cutting it. So now he's got to be cutting something else. You know, I'll start running the the cocaine lab. It'd be a great front. You got to leave the United States. No one's going to go to the North Pole. You're covered. You're never going to get raided. Santa Claus should should be, I'm telling you, man. This would be a great, well-made movie. It's got fantasy. It's got mafia style. It's got business. It's got characters, recognizable characters. Okay. Dasher and Prancer and and, and <laughs> Vixen and Rudolph. You know they're you know all the reindeers are now going to be drug mules. If they if they if they ever do get raided, like let's say you know the CIA or the. Yeah, the CIA would like you know get involved, the DEA or something, you know, and they bust in the sand. They'd just be like, "Hey, man, this is just snow. There's snow all around the North Pole, or you could just dump it." (laughs) DEA, open up. Just dump all the snow in the other in in the snow outside, right? They won't they won't know. It'll just blend right in. No one, no one's gonna mess with Sand. He's got a clean reputation. He's a lovable guy. He's gonna be going around with, you know, with his beard on, looking all wise and jolly, because he's got all the money in the bank. Doesn't have to answer to Mrs. Claus anymore. Just got hoes all over the world. Hoes, hoes, hoes. Ah, jeez, that was that was tacky. (laughs) I'm trying to connect the dots here, okay? Just like Santa would connect with all the malls. And those would just be fronts whenever he arrives. You know, kids sitting on his lap. Oh, Santa, I want a bike. Oh, Santa, I want a toy robot. I want a Nintendo, Santa. And then that one guy just walks in and is like, you got the stuff? It's like, yeah, man, two eight balls? Yeah. Enjoy your holiday party. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. That's it for the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you all very much once again for tuning in. And I will see you next Sunday.